welcome to this week's Super 8s podcast. I'm Denise O'Flaherty and joining me this evening is our regular pundit, Sean Ogohalpine. And our guest is Sligo Hurling coach, Colm O'Mara. Colm helped the 8s county last week to a historic Nicky Rackard Cup victory. So, good evening, men. Good evening, Denise. How are you, boys? First of all, we're going to start with you, Colm. Congratulations. That was some achievement last weekend. That was a colossal achievement for uh, a wee county like Sligo that wouldn't be recognised as a hurling county at that level. It was absolutely brilliant. Sean Og, I'm sure you've seen the scenes in Crow Park, Leitrim and then Sligo. It was just wonderful. Oh, absolutely. Look, last weekend was there a stage now, like fully, fully deserved and um, fully deserved by Sligo and fully deserved by Leitrim. So what it does is, um, like the confidence that this is going to give the fellas, someone calling calls the troops there over the winter, generally get ahead mm-hmm. for next year. I'm sure it makes it that bit easier. The fact that you have the trophy won and then with a lot of good work done this year, there's probably more to work on next year uh, and the keys to move up to the level. So, um, We'll on to all involved. And then if we can pay a special mention to the Leecham Horror, who probably similar background to myself, yeah. Zach Moradi. Great to see a fella from a different ethnic background. They're a bit like myself, kind of uh, strutting his stuff from Coral Park and playing his part for Leecham. So fantastic. Well on to him. Colm, you lost the Division 3B final to Longford, but went and set a blaze in the Nicky record. Armana would have been favourites for the final, but you show it sometimes the underdog has that bite absolutely all comes back to the training ground and the way it was set up it's a professional set up brought in by the manager that he had I was actually on it lucky enough to uh, get the phone call to come in to coach a team when someone else let them down but uh, like the good the good thing about the future of Sligo Hurling is the the age like the full back line was 18, 19 and 18 like that's on her tell of at uh, county level at any level like and uh, to win the Laurie Maher two years ago and to be the first county to back it up with the next level like it has never been done before as I said and uh, the future is bright but now is the time to uh, Sean O'Halpin said there to be building building for next year nearly straight away like and uh, go back then to the grassroots the national schools and this is where Stigo hurling like there's no difference between 15 Stigo hurlers and 15 Galway hurlers on the the pace in Galway is mm-hmm. way faster than Stigo but if if they put the money into the grassroots now the future is bright like I three months ago I said to this group of lads in Stigo that uh, we could be playing Joe McDonough in three years time and they didn't believe me, but as every training went on, like they seen the improvement, like was colossal. You look at this year, and I mentioned the three B, and for yourselves, I suppose next year obviously is to retain your Christy ring, but also to get out because it's amazing to think that you'll be playing in the lowest level in divisions, but you'll be playing at such a high level in the All Ireland yeah. series. Yeah, definitely. I was disapp- very disappointed with the league final now and uh, it was my old team then, as you know, mm-hmm. Denise, to pet me at uh, Longford and congratulations and let him drive on too because mm-hmm. uh, I made I made a lot of friends up in uh, Longford. I made a few enemies too, but uh, <laughs> that's, the way it, that's the way it goes. At, at hopefully level, hopefully uh, I'm on the friend side. Ah, you're, yourself and all the players are on the on the good side, but uh, no, it's just disappointed with the setup that day. That that match should have been in the stadium for yeah. the Langford hurlers and the Sligo hurlers. Like there was tractor marks up the middle of the field, both ends, but that was the same for uh, for Langford. I'm not taking it away mm. from Langford, but definitely there was no 
there was sun, there was rain, there was wind, like, but this team won on the day. But uh, the difference was uh, my lads really knuckled down after that and we got six or seven new lads in and that made a colossal difference. But uh, when I'm on air now, I would really wish the Longford players every success and I hope they knuckle down and drive on themselves next year because, as I said, there's a future there too. Like, But uh, they have to get more back in probably at times as well. That's exactly it. I was going to say that to you because listening to you, you know, you, you spoke so similar about Longford and trying to go into the schools and different things like that. You didn't expect to be with Sligo in all fairness this year because I don't think you expected to leave Longford last year, did you? No, I'd be totally honest. I mm. thought I'd like, get the second bite of the cherry with uh, Longford because really and truly, bad and all as it was at times, we were only a puck of a ball mm. away from Warwickshire. And if we bet Warwickshire, we would have topped the group. Like, yeah. so that would have been a colossal achievement as well for Langford. So it just, you have to get the backing. And if you don't get the backing, it's very hard to win. I want, to, I want the best of my players. Maybe I do say it too much at times, but I'm a player's manager mm. or a player's coach. If you don't have players, you don't have a team. And if you don't have a team, you're only wasting your time. It's all about the players. And if you look after the players and coach or a manager, they will definitely look after you. And I thought I brought that into Langford. I had, there was 62 hurlers in the county and at times I'd up to 42 yeah. at training, like, which that's colossal in any county. And I had great time for the players. As I said, one more year, I thought I could have done a world, could have brought them up mm. another level. But unfortunately, I didn't get the chance with the county board. But sure, that's the way it goes. Listen, Sean Oak, isn't it just typical? And my mum always says things happen for a reason. You know, Colm was let go by Longford. Sligo came along and look at now. Absolutely, and um, do you know what amazes me, Denise? Can I, um, when we week after week, and when we touch on these, you know, the second tier coaches mm. in hurling, um, like the expertise that's going into the setups now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, and the organisation, as Colin mentioned, the professionalism. Like, can I? If you, yeah. it's like, if you if you went back five, ten years ago, like, like it would have been it would have been like kind of fairy tale stuff. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like playing core park, even like a certain standard, and it just goes to show when you. Have, when you have proper people like Colum involved and we've had other speakers like Colum on the show, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Like Colum involved, like kind of with me, Leash, Terry, and other countries of the likes. It's great and it, it bodes well. And, and then, do you know what? It's like the rugby union as well, Denise, right? Or the mm-hmm. soccer, a manager's out of a job, right? He's wealth and experience is brought on, do you know that's what I mean? Maybe he's taken on by another club and then uh, and then that's what you're seeing in the second tier country, which is great. Um unfortunately it's not kinda reflected as much, do you know what I mean? In the bigger in, ones. in, in, yeah. in the Lee McCarthy Cup, like yeah. kinda dare I say if a cork for like that, got the heave ho, like his chances are, you know, coaching as yeah. there is slip to none like do you know what I mean that, that is a positive development that's going on like do you know what I mean like yeah. where where fellas like Cullum his expertise and his talents like do you know what I mean if it's not recognised or not appreciated do you know what I mean in one yeah. case like that there's doors or there's openings yeah. to the other counties like to take that and it's like you'll gain definitely like you know Cullum you're a proud Galway man this year unfortunately Galway are no longer in the championship disappointing Disappointed from a Galway supporter side, and even more so for the Galway players. Mm. Like all the work they've been in over the last few months, but uh, they were caught off guard a few mm. times. And I'm I'm only looking on like as a supporter as well, and very disappointed for the players. But it was there at times, and they just didn't knuckle down like 
year, the one that two years ago, or even last year, like it was a bit more driving them. And mm. probably as a player, you don't like to see a lad just walking into a panel either in two or three weeks and yeah. starting, you know, like Johnny, Johnny Glynn and Joseph Cooney were gone away for all the hard training. And there's a few lads there, I know myself, I'm surprised that they're not on the, on the first 20 or definitely first 26. Like, but, uh, it's not for me to say, I'm not, me, I don't know, I'm not Aaron Tom to God, he's the top man, but I was just surprised at a few things that went on, which are every man to their own thing, but, uh, it's a sad old, it's a sad old summer for a Galway supporter not to be going to Turles or Crow Park or anywhere to support their county because Galway hurling is, is life nearly. That's what yeah. it is down here to us. That's exactly it. What I noticed talking to John Ogan and to various people, you know, hurling people are very passionate about the sport. You also, um, are club manager and you were a manager along with your friend, uh, the late Tony Keady. You always speak about him. You know, I remember when I first done the, the interview with you, you spoke so highly ab- about him and how much you took from him. Oh, absolutely. As I said, as I said, I learned from him on the pitch mm. and, uh, we bounced off each other and we worked together and like, and at the end of the day, he became a friend over a very short period of time. At a match there in, in that league this evening, me, I'm over at a club team in Tremaine in Roscommon and, uh, even brought his name up again this evening yeah. in his restroom like all I'd ever ask the player is to do their best everybody can't be the best but like as Keedy said <coughs> excuse me if Keedy said if everyone gives 110% you're getting the best out of everyone and by doing that out of a player is special for the team and if everyone does their best you have a chance of winning Yeah Sean Oak for myself and yourself you know growing up Tony Keedy I heard so much about him and I remember seeing clips of him and there was something about him one of the few special ones that we had in the J. Like it's funny enough. Colum, I take your. Are you climber daily, man? Colum, yeah. No, I'm 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 climber East Galway six miles from Burton. Oh, you're climber. You're not climber. Okay. So McKeady was climber daily. He was climber daily. Yeah. Because funny enough to me, so I can, my, my my background is I, I I didn't grow up in Cork, right? I I, I came to Cork as a ten year old in 1988, right? Very little hurling knowledge or background mm. when I landed in Cork in '88. So as a ten year old, my first all hurling hurling final was that year 1988 watching it on TV right and who got man of the match that day it was to call it to, to Pereira I don't need to remind Cullen um, Tony Keady got man of the match that day right funny enough most 10 year old kids growing up in Cork obviously Cork would be their heroes for two, three years, it was the it was that Galway team. Mm. The, my heroes, Jerome, because that was my first exposure. Yeah. It was when he went Cork, one in 1990, that my passion for Cork then, or my dream to kind of hopefully play with Cork kind of sparked yeah. off. But I do not lost that Galway team from John Cummins all the way to Ain't But like Tony, Tony Keating, the half-back line, they were like, like they were the fulcrum, they were the linchpin at that team, like you know, definitely gone but not forgotten. Denise, you know. Colin, how did you get involved with with Tony? I was approached by a Haskerfona, Parry and Colin Mannion's club, and after a few weeks, uh, the boys said to me, uh, "Tony Keady is coming in," which was joint manager. I was, I couldn't believe it to be yeah. honest. <laughs> You'll be the same as us, starstruck, yeah. Absolutely pleasure to be in the company of him, never mind being in the pitch three or four times a week with him. But, uh, Janie Mack, as, as I said, I was playing Kalimer Daily, your club in the first match, and we sat down and we came up with a plan, like, and 
that was our first the first match in senior hurling Haskerfohan and we bet Kalimer Daly twelve points. Like that was was some achievement, you know, but it was just he sat down and we done the man marking job and we done this and we done that and we came with a team with a game plan and we, we won actually we were the highest winning margin that weekend first senior match for Haskar but it was all down to planning and he throwing things to me and I throwing things to him and working together like but the one thing that Tony brought to its dressing room that I have brought to the next place I go to mm. please God and again and again is the passion yeah. If you have passion, you have you have the chance and drill it into the lads. Believe in yourself because if you believe in yourself, you have a chance. If you're going for the ball, Asher, if I get it, I get it. But if you're going for that ball and you believe you can be the best, you have a chance of winning. And that's probably one of the most pr- promising things I talk out with Tony as well as becoming a friend. More important, Colm, right? By all accounts, I had a smashing sense of humour and he was a great oh. character. So you had the seriousness of the hurling but he'd mix it yeah. like throwing after games by like humorous comments and just great throwing because stuff like that bonds teams and gel throwing kind of gels the dressing together like you know if there was something yeah. going wrong on the pitch on he'd say let me out there and let me out there and like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah or no, like the hands rubbing he, together he, like he'd all more take to free this fella didn't he didn't lack any confidence in his side you know probably the funniest story I heard of Tony Keeney was uh, someone asked him Tony who do you know like when you're when you're on form and he says look it's as simple as this when I'm dropping down when I'm dropping down the ball taking a 65 even before I hit it the umpire is waving his white flag that's how I know like yeah, <laughs> like who's uh, an confidence in class a legend um, yeah Absolutely. Yeah, because it's a word we throw out, you know, so easily. <laughs> yeah, he's beyond it. Like, we have to come up with a new word beyond legend, like, you know, kind of... Come on, you're the man that brings all these words. Hall of Famer, like, I... I, I Hall of Famer, is it? Immortal. Immortal. He's an immortal, He's an immortal. Sadly, may the hurling community are going away, and the young lads, even the way he gels with the young lads, is phenomenal, like... The thing about it is, though, I think his spirit... Bring it, bring it to the next level as well. And I think that his spirit lives on. Colm, I've only just spoke to you about matches and different things as manager. Yourself growing up, a bit like uh, Sean Oak, you know, I would have had favourites. I would have loved Mr. O'Halpy myself. I love Brian Corkin and Jesus, Sean Oak, when I was working in Cork, get the chance to uh, interview Brian. It was just fantastic. Colm, who would you admire? Uh, number one by a country mile was uh, Pete Finnerty. He was a local lad uh, there in the next parish in Mullia. But uh, the three of them put together, like uh, Pete, uh, Tony and Jerry McInerney, like every day I went out in the law and it was one of them. But unfortunately, yeah. I couldn't bring unfortunately I couldn't bring it to the pitch. But uh, they were three legends. But uh, there were so many of them around, like even when I was a toddler. Yeah, I remember being yeah. glad centre forward for Kilkenny, a lad by the name of Christy Heffernan or the goalie Kilkenny, Noel Skeehan or... No lane. You know, there were so many, yeah. or probably one of the best hurlers in Ireland ever produced was uh, Brian Wheen and the Moffley or yeah. DJ oh, Carey. You know, there's so many of them. Absolutely. So many of them. Yeah. We could be going on for a week. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, Pete Finnerty, if I had to pick one, Pete Finnerty. Yeah, because we for, we forget about managers, don't we, Sean Oak, and even players yourselves uh, growing up, because uh, I can imagine, you know, little Colm or little Sean Oak running around the place pretending there are someone. Guys, you're both into your clubs, very much club men, and over the weekend, new proposals, you know. But the big thing is, Colm, I'll ask you first, the moving of the All-Ireland Club Finals from the traditional day, St. Patrick's Day, to January. Well, it's a very, very hard question to answer, but mm. uh, I thought um, 
the way it was was better but Ooh. really and truly to be totally honest I haven't thought really about it yeah. so far but uh, it's a hard one to answer it's it's like something you always look forward to as Paddy's Day yeah. going to Crow Park to support the local team whether it's St. Thomas's or Portumna for a good few years or Atten Rye but uh, I'd have probably left it but really and truly I have to think about it a bit more to give you the proper answer but uh, it was always a nice day out in Paddy's Day in Dublin and Support yeah. whatever club or you know what I mean I don't know maybe Sean Ockel yeah because the weather isn't exactly great now you know we don't have Costa del Cork or Costa del Longford in January yeah no absolutely sure like. not yeah um, I find that the best thing to me is kind of my understanding is that trying to get it as close to the calendar year you mm. know in one calendar year as possible right so if, if they said they'd move it to the middle of December or the start of December, you know, I said, grand, you know, I could see yeah. what they're trying to do, trying to finish off in the calendar year, grand, oh, you know, like Christmas and come after Christmas, then you'll have the National League kicking off and then, you know, kind of, to move it from March to January, you know what I mean, which is still going to be in the second calendar Same year, year. Yeah. I don't know, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me, you know what I mean, they might even leave it in March. Uh, and as Cullum said, I... Crow Park is kind of it's etched in our memories do you know what I mean like that club finals what you call it party day and yep. whatever you do on that day you just get home for what you call it 2 o'clock there was the hurling game first and then the football then after that you know but um, I, 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 I suppose Crow Park is like the legal probably I'd I, I, I say they'll probably boost it up for the league and party day do you know mm. what I mean and make it like uh a super paddy day like you see in the soccer or something like that do you know what I mean with league games right? yeah. but, um, like just to summarize the one thing that I just don't get is if, if they're trying to squeeze it into one full year it should have been like the end of November or start of December but to, to move it to January they might have left it in February or March you know Colm, you are a club manager as well as a county manager. Do you find in some ways, though, that the club can sometimes be forgotten about because, you know, they, they try getting the club players and, and all that, but it just doesn't seem to have worked, has it? Definitely, yeah. <clears throat> the stronger counties like Galway, when I was over at Hascafona, like you were, uh, you were dealing with club football as well, yeah. because good you played football, but uh, we didn't have Parik or Cahill for most of the trainings, and like it's very hard for a, a smaller little parish to uh, be without three or four of their top players, because <clears throat> you can't work on different things that you want to work on for the championship, and you might only have them on a Friday night before a championship game, so definitely uh, the clubs are, are hard done by at times, or if inter-counties managers like at the at the top level there's no problem in the level we're at because mm. they're released back to us but at the top level like if there's an under 21B semi-final or an under 21A semi-final the inter-county managers won't let the boys off to play that match or if they don't then play the club and try and call it off but it's not fair in the other players it's not playing inter-county so it, it's it's a tough one again yeah yeah because I always say without the club you won't have the county now, I know you're a hurling man, but I used to get, you know, you used to always wish Longford footballers the best to look. I mentioned one of the proposals is a two-tier football championship. Crying out for that because you look at how it is in the hurling. I suppose Psycho people never thought they were going to have two great days out in Crow Park. They did. I was the same with Longford. I've seen Longford win an All-Ireland title at their level in Crow Park. It does bring 
like I like still like the provincials, but something has to give in the football. Yeah, you're you're you summed it up there yourself. Even <laughs> before you asked me, that you're 100 percent right. Yeah, it, it is. It is. Uh, it's a hard when it comes down to the two the two setups, football and hurling, and like in Sligo this year, probably two of our top five players is playing both and yeah. fair play to the manager in Sligo he's a great man he's a he, he, he ticks both boxes he's there for the hurlers number one but he still helps the footballers and maybe that's why I wasn't really uh, got on too well in Longford because yeah. I I wanted the hurlers for the hurling and maybe I have to learn a bit more that way too to be more lenient but then again I'm going back to being a players manager I want the best for the players and I learned a lot up there too. I have to bite my tongue sometimes because I'm I'm not always right or never will be always right. But uh, I'm just a hurling man and there's no football in my town. So I have to learn that side of things as well. We'll get him into the football, won't we, Sean Oak? Sean Oak, is there anything that, you know, talking about, you know, the proposals and moving the All-Ireland, I know we, we don't want hurling tweaked at or anything to do, anything changing it. Is there anything that you kind of, think there can be change about hurling or just leave it the way it is? The end goal for hurling is like on any given year right, you could probably pick an amount of fingers in your hand the countries that have a realistic chance of winning yeah. McCarthy, right? And it's been the same for the last 50 years. So for us to call hurling the All-Ireland and then to be more inclusive do you know what I mean? We need to kind of we need to get we need to get the other countries do you know what I mean? Mm. And, the, and the tiers below up, up to that standard, right? Kind of, mm. okay, how it's going to be done? I mean, they call them into the template, like you have to, you have to start at schools, you have to, mm. what you call it, look at the club structure, you need to make the, you know what I mean, the club, the, the club championship in those countries competitive. But bottom line, right, it needs finances from Co Park. And here's the thing, like, I love to be an investigative journalist to find out where does that money go because often you say, like often you hear a co-parker, they like the money goes to the county board and then basically what you call it, they're saying, look, well, once the money goes to the county board, it's out of our mm. hands and the county board then, like in certain countries, I'd imagine like in a country like Sligo, right, 90% of the funding goes towards the football, football. setup and then hurling gets back all, like. There's a huge imbalance there, and like get probably more more transparency on the finances because, like, lo and behold, the reason why Cork, Tipperary, Kilkenny, Durham, kind of you mentioned, kind of Dublin, Limerick, now, like the reason why they've been able to be competitive is because basically they either get good money from sponsorship and the county board can generate good money to pump into teams to help them. It's just a comment column. Your predecessor, Ray Gavin. I remember him saying to me when he was Longford manager about money being pumped into Kilkenny and things like that and, you know, developing the hurling. And he was like, why do you want to develop the hurling in, in Kilkenny? You know, it's it's already down there that you have to be putting more in. And I know Longford have, and I'm speaking from the Longford side of things and Colm, you know, both counties, Longford and Sligo, Longford have a development officer now who is trying to go around to schools. And there's areas now in Longford that never would have had hurling and now have it. Sean O was right, though more money needs to be put into the counties like Longford, like Sligo, like Leitrim. You know, there are hurlers there. You've seen it yourself and you said it. There's guys there that can walk into any top team. You know, it's just the level of training they get, the level of coaching they get. Yeah, we're just going back again to the hurling tutors. I think there's one hurling tutor, I stand to be corrected, but uh, between Leitrim and Sligo, there's one yeah. hurling tutor. 
So he's trying okay. to do all the schools in yeah, two counties. So you, uh, there's, 50, there's 55 in Dublin, if I stand to be corrected again, but that's what I'm told, there's 55 in Dublin, and there's one between Sligo and Leitrim. I think there could be six or seven in Galway. So, like, if they don't change that set up, Sligo will never get to the Lee McCarthy, but, uh, or, or any other weaker county classified as a weaker county yeah. but I still go back to say like I, I, there's a lad in Sligo I just Keith Raymond is his yeah. name like he, he's just hurling Fantastic 14 days a week yeah. if that's possible he hurls yeah. that's his life and like as he keeps saying what's the difference between 15 Sligo lads and 15 uh, Galway lads there's no difference they've all thank God two hands and two legs and two yeah. eyes and so on but yeah. it's just the difference they just don't do enough of it and if they do enough of it at a younger age it's a sort of a stand up hit the ball job because below in Galway you can't do that or you wouldn't even see the ball that's the only difference between Galway and Sligo Colin you so did say right, to me if the right if the right coaches come in and they were getting looked after because there has to be money there has to be money around to pay these individuals, whoever they are. And Sligo could be well up there in a few years' time, or anybody, any other county for that matter. I remember you saying that to me last year about Longford. All the lads needed was hurling, hurling, hurling. Give them the ball. Just needed to get more of that. Yeah, like, one thing I brought into Sligo this year, and not saying it because I did it, is wall ball sessions, like, yeah. at home, in your shed, <laughs> in, in a curb. Even yeah. through lamp, anything. Well, yeah. you hit the ball, it'll come back. And if you're dancing on your feet and you're using right, left, and short and high, like that's going to improve you. But it's it's not in my time as a coach. It's your own time as a as an individual. And the more you do it, the better you get. It's like any walk, life, work, sport, any sport. The more you practice, the better you get. And that's Keith Raymond. Like as he were sitting down the other night, and he was drinking a cup of tea, and the cup was going around, and that's just him. He said thousands upon thousands upon thousands of hours just to catch that last ball in Crow Park. Yeah, thousands of hours. Not, not a hundred, thousands upon thousands. And like, I keep going back to say it's the players that are, are, are what a club or a county or anything is all about is the players. Yeah. And they have to be looked after. Exactly. You mentioned the Joe McDonough uh, column and you look at two counties that contested the Joe McDonough Cup final today, uh, Leash and Westmeath, and it's fantastic to see how far Westmeath have come on. Leash now, next year, will be playing Leinster Senior Hurling. They defeated Westmeath. Eddie Brennan uh, has done a great job with Leash. Absolutely, sure. Eddie Brennan could walk into any manager role, maybe next in, in Kilkenny if mm. Henry doesn't go for it, but, uh, that's for a different day. But like, just a genuine hurling man through and through knows the game, know how to play, knows how to set up, knows probably, I don't know, his backroom team. Mm. I think there's Amelia Carecourt lad in there from Galway, Niall Corker, and another gem of the game. He's a professional coach above in Dublin. Like, it's all about the set up. If you set up for the players, like it shows even with Westmead there like they have come on leaps and bounds yeah. as well top class manager again this year and that's why they got to the final and maybe they get the run of the green next year they can get over the line now it's about leash developing going up another step in the ladder and trying be hanging in or get a nod out win in the grade that they're going up to because it won't be easy no more than Sligo going to Christie Ring next year it's all about learning and looking at that looking at that television today 
where can I improve in my game or if you play number four who what number four are you looking at in the game and different little bits and pieces like that but I want to just say one thing about the lower level matches like they say given developing hurling in every county like sure that Joe McDonough final should be live on television yes. today and the, Chris, the, the Christy Ring or sorry the Larry Maher last year and or this year and the Nicky Rackard and the Christy Ring they should be shown on, on, on telly so the young people in Sligo that don't really love hurling too much should be looking at it I seen him walking down the street the other day and she, I'd love to get there and how do I become a hurler and this is what it's all about like it's about developing young lads in every county not just the top tier Sean O'Connor is right because I was oh, watching yeah. waiting for the Monster yeah. Hurling final and Joanne Campbell did say that, that there was people in watching the Monster Hurling final and missing the Joe McDonough. It was unfortunate, you know, they gave them great billing on before the Leinster Hurling final but it was clashing with the Monster Hurling final. This is the point that I'm trying to make on top of finances. I, like, I, I, I just don't think Core Park, I, I, I just don't think they get it. Like, typical lip service again, like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, they'll, they'll say like that, oh yeah, sure, am we doing this, like, for the, for the developing hurling countries and they score an own goal, like today, right? Big day for those fellas or even the games last week, right? And then do the all Ireland hurling final is clashing with the probably two other glamorous ties, like, to in the championship, which is the Munster yeah. and, and the final, yeah. like, to that's the night to the heart stuff like, yeah. do you know what I mean no thought well, well, no, no thought maybe there was thought like but I want to wake up and smell the coffee like and Cullum is absolutely right that, like that those games should be televised so that Joe McDonough Cup along with the Laurie Mar and Nicky Rackett and Chris Marine, that should have deserved the day on its own televised and then uh, proper media high propaganda mm. around it Cullum last weekend the Nicky Rackard and those finals they were clashing also with the Qualifiers. And it's yeah, very yeah. unfair, you know, to have that John Oak. The likes of Keith Raymond put in just as much effort as the Kia Lynches and, you know, the Carl McShane's from Tyrone and Peter Hart and that. You know, they deserve their day out. Yeah, absolutely, sure. Sean Oak said it there in one night. It's just better organisation at the top mm. and give them their special day and put it on the big screen and let young lads from Leitrim or young lads from Armagh see Jeannie Mac if I try hard I could be yeah. there in the field of dreams because that's the stadium you're in like to be in it in the dress room is just awe like it's just unbelievable I prefer to be nowhere else in the whole world is there again next year even with another 12 team if there was another 12 all Ireland because it's just an amazing place to be it's it's the place of dreams like Legends. Speaking of legends, lads, uh, Sean Oak, what can we say about Limerick? Like they showed us today, oh, why they are all uh, Ireland champions. I'd imagine come first thing tomorrow morning, they're going to be installed as the bookie favourites. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Kind of, out of all the performances today, right, seem to be head and shoulders above everyone else, right? What did uh, Sully say a while back? He said, yeah, did he say, beware of the, um, the wounded, beware of the wounded. Yeah, like, and he said, yeah, they're like, going to win it, yeah. And, uh, I wouldn't be kind of jumping too far ahead of ourselves, kind of, because last year, kind of, if I'm not mistaken, the two provincial winners last year didn't win the All Ireland. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? So, so Galway, Galway be contending the replay last year, got to the final, but lost to Limerick, Corby Clare, and lost to Limerick. Last year, and lost. So, look, I, like, all that we do know, Denise, right, is, knock out from now on so yeah. I'd say we're going to start to see the real colour of 
team's eyes from now on, like. So there's no safety net now anymore, like, do you know what I mean? Or, or we know, that, you know, if you lose, look, you have another game next, there's no next game now, like. It's, it's do or die. But if you were to draw a line today, yeah, who's the first runner to win it? You, you'd imagine Limerick to retain it. Do you know what? I, well, I, I, I took to Barry and continue to win today. So that tells you as much as uh, I know about hurling, right? <laughs> uh, after my two kind of wrong calls, Limerick winning wouldn't have been a surprise, but the manner in which they demolished yeah. the Barry, like, I'm telling you can um So triple final tomorrow morning, can um like where question marks have been pointed at every other county up and all like tip under the same scrutiny because they were like obliterating teams like left right and centre after today like I tell you know it's not the end of the world stations but I, I, I think it's shown up to badly in a few departments like that if they don't if they don't get sorted quickly and th- th- this Lee McCarthy like do you know what I mean like is it's further than what they think it is like further further from them like like the two contrasts today now I thought looking at the game right Tip had a strong win behind him and I think if I think they win they win in a half time either level or just a point behind they're two points down oh, two points yeah. down at half time yeah, yeah. look and then, and then have them play with a strong team, yeah. right? So that was one, that, that was one warning sign, a dangerous sign of what was to come. The second thing, right, is the work rate between the two forwards when they don't have the ball, no comparison. Mm. No comparison. I thought tip forwards when they didn't win the ball, limit back to what they wanted at will all day long. Where, I don't know how many times Parik Mara, right? I don't even recall calling Pollock now, right? He's so used to getting the ball and kind of shirking off guys and getting a clear shot out. I can't remember him having a clear strike all day. Do you know what I mean? Like, kind of, sure, he, he was, he was, was bashing and bruised all day. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> Pollock. He was bashing and bruised, like, do you know what I mean? Can I I one more shot out. The passion, man, the hunger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it was phenomenal. But then, but then their ball striking to hand 40, 50, 55 yards, crisp to the hand. It's, it was poetry, poetry in motion, I could say to myself. If they were there till midnight, it is. I tell you no, it wouldn't have made a difference. Limerick were going to, you know, the longer that game went, it went on, I tell you no, Limerick were going to win it by more, and then probably the best thing for Tip to do was throwing the white towel, like, you know what I mean? Kind of yeah. call a stop to it because basically they just got beaten up like so bad like at the manner that's going to kill Tipperary like do you know what I mean kind of like I think Tip would have been happy with losing by less than mm. five points some five points in grand to look we were touching distance and they can play they like kind of oh should we miss in Bonomera we didn't have Carl Barrett I was going to say that Limerick yeah. had four Limerick started of four players which they started the other day but like when yeah. you lose by 11 or 12 points I tell you know that goes into different realm of excuses all together like you know see that's the problem is as well Colm to get over a defeat like that okay Barrett will more likely be back the next day but they're still without Bonomera and they really have to tweak things because Limerick asked a lot of questions of them and Tip had no answers. Somebody said a statement there this evening that the quality of the ball that went in, uh, the quality of the ball that went in, like they weren't letting get the quality ball in. It was just the way the Limerick had funded and packs and mm. I keep saying the word, the work rate was yeah. colossal. Like it, it came from everybody and like, the quality of their puck out to understand the game was just phenomenal. Column, just like in Limerick, the scenes in Croker, Wexford won the minor earlier on, a bit like Limerick, and then 
claiming the Leinster title. You know, the Leinster this year has given us some great games. We mentioned yourselves last week and um, Leitrim. So Wexford again, you know, this is what makes our game so special to see what happened in Croker. Absolutely, sure. This is what why you play hurling is mm. to get uh, get to where you got. Then sure, you you couldn't describe the manager like he has it. He <laughs> has it all. Like and like you know, I heard when he was involved with the Clare, they won it. Like there was twenty nine of a backroom team. Like that's the professionalism. That's that you're at. Mm. You know what I mean? It's top class. Yeah, um, Sean Oak. There is something said about Dave. You know, a few weeks ago we thought we said that you know did Davy take Wexford as far. As he could, well, he proved us wrong today. Oh, absolutely! I can know that there's a lot of people in humble pie, including myself. I, to be honest, did you know this after this year? I thought like that. I don't know how Davey's going to try and reinvent this group, like mm. do you know what I mean? Because I actually think after two years like that, I did, like the, the, there was no more to be done with this group. Do you know what I mean? And then, and then, do you know what? Probably there was, and try from a talent or a skill point of view, right? But, like, and, and then I, I, I thought it would have been an injustice if Kenny had a one that Yeah. Do you know, yeah. I, 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 I thought Wexford, Wexford and a lot of averages deserved, you know, deserved that win. And maybe, you know, probably three points was probably a bit flattering to Kenny in the end. I thought Wexford were probably a five, six point better team, right? But, what he's like he's got those fellas working like yeah. Spartans like do you know what I mean kind of like they're conditioning like kind of even if they had to run for another two days I I, I would have <laughs> thought they would have grown at Kilkenny like if you were if you were a Kilkenny supporter I, I, like you, you, you'd be you'd be worried going into the all yeah. series because basically um, like outside of TJ Reid kind of who I thought kind of like he did step up from Jerome Reid kept quiet the last day he did set up Adrian Mullen but outside of that like that's it you know what I mean up front like kind of maybe Colin Fenley you're seeing the flashes right you know every now and then but the other like the other guys right that you'll be expecting like to kind of step up just haven't um, and then and then and then Richard Tillman just work they, they work their socks off and what you call it um uh, I thought Rory O'Connor today Jesus I thought he was oh. a man's lad he belied like, his age didn't he like what what, what, a, what a game and then do you know what he had a great first half in the second half he was threatening to do stuff and just the ball wasn't going his way and then basically the ball that he carries do you know what I mean like to get pulled on he would have scored a goal if he wasn't pulled on like do you know yeah. what I mean but as Cullum said even the passion and the guts just uh. to Go for it, you know, kind of, to show the replay of that, like, and you see the determination through the helmet, like, I'd say he would have just ran to Owen Murphy and cut him in two, like, you know, he's kind of, to score that goal. Unfortunately, on the other end, for the black and amber, you didn't get someone with that same kamikaze, you know, frenzy to go for it, like, you know, kind of, and, um, well deserved, and then tell the this thing, okay, outside of Limerick, this thing is wide open, like, yeah. I'm telling you, kind of, works a little fancy themselves, they have four weeks now to, they'll probably go crazy this week, rightly so, and then they'll have another three weeks to get ready for the semi-final, and I'm telling you, can you imagine the confidence in that dress room, like? Column for Kakani, I know they have two weeks, but uh, no disrespect to Westmead, they're expecting Cork to beat Westmead next week. Kilkenny will be coming up against their old friends, or what we call them foes, Cork, and it's knockout stage. 
Absolutely, sure. To be honest, it's if it's too hard to call, it's all depends mm. on the day, the passion, and them too. Because funny enough, Denise, right? Do you know that game, right? Okay, mm. yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I know Cork have to be, be with me, right? So kind of to, to get into the quarter final. But if it is a Cork contending pairing, right? Kind of Cork will see that equally as a winnable game for them. Yeah. And it's the same with Kilkenny. Kilkenny mm. would see that as a winnable game for, but see the difference between Kilkenny losing today and Tipperary. Kilkenny lost by a puck of a game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Kind of, I know they wouldn't have deserved it, but like basically there was a couple of, uh, oh Jesus, call him, I couldn't understand. I, at the first time I've seen Kilkenny panic in years. Own, like Owen Murphy, right? Kind of, like there was a boat. There was three minutes injury time, and then there was probably two minutes left in the clock yeah. of normal time. Five minutes left, three points it down. Over the bar, yeah. Tip, oh, tip, absolutely, tip, Colin. Jesus, yeah. it was crying out. Absolutely, right? <laughs> and then, and then, and then kept uh, dropping in ball after ball after ball. I, I did like, I, 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 before, shut up. Yeah. I thought the pressure got to him. The pressure got yeah. to him, like, but um, um, which is very untypical Kilkenny, like, do you know what I mean? Like, and it's usually other teams playing Kilkenny do those kind yeah. of mistakes, like, you know, kind of. Um, but tell you what, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like. Kind of temporarily wouldn't have it the like all oh, the wrong way against Dublin. Like, yeah, do um, look at Matty Kenny. You know him, Colm. He uh, knows his stuff. He will love to have a go. A tip. Eddie Brennan, I suppose, as well, is thinking, you know, getting one over Matty Kenny. But if Dublin do overcome Leash, um, as I said, Matty will be relishing that challenge and uh, thinking, you know, we could maybe, you know, get this tip team. Absolutely. I had Matty and myself there with the Psycho Horrors there last week for a few weeks uh-huh. before, the, before the game. Uh, Matty, no Matty for years. He's a, a nice Galway man as well. But I'd have to leave you on this one. I think uh, Dublin will beat Leash. And Dublin will will definitely push it up to Tipperary, but uh, I just think Tip might have the extra edge. Yeah, but uh, it, it could be a close one. We're going to talk football now for a few minutes with uh, Sean Oakes. So thank you so much, Colm, for joining us this evening, and best of luck with your club team for the rest of the year. Thank you very much. Pleasure talking to you. Nice talking to you, Sean. Uh, yeah, likewise, Colm. Boys, well done. I'll, I'll leave you. the next chapter to you. The big ball. I know that. Sean Oak, we'll just quickly go through um, the qualifiers. Um, Mio grinded out a result against Armagh. Now, many people actually thought the Ulster side could get a win. Mio rocked with news, obviously, Jeremy O'Connor, the injury. Lee Keegan um, had to go off injured as well. Not too long ago, we were talking about their, you know, their last and was common, do you know what I mean? Mm. And then how's that going to set them back? Like, and then here they are, one game away from the Super the East, like, I kind of had a sense like, that they'd recover all right because, look, they've been used to this pathway before. They've been on it. It, it, it's coming at a cost for every game because yeah. basically they have like they have players following on like and uh, following on like Floyd no I know every player especially in their own right but like they have marquee names for them like so going into the Super 8 like if they don't have top players available to them I'd say they might as well kiss a goodbye do you know what I mean like and, uh, if they do get in the Super 8 right and, uh, and I think there's a stat there uh, more so in soccer but they say that teams that win the league in soccer is because their best players stay on the pitch so they stay on the pitch longer than the other team it's, it's, it's like when you compare it to Dublin right 
kind of Dublin's two players are always there. Yes. Do you know what I mean? They're always there. They're not injured. Do you know what I mean? Kind of whenever key games, they're always there. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, and then, and then, and then they stay healthy, uh, and then in doing so, uh, being there, they can, they can perform and they can produce what they're capable of doing. Like, Amar, in fairness to Amar, like, can I, like, Amar have really gone under the radar yep. this year for me, but coming into next year, I'd be, I'm going to be looking at Amar in a different light now. Tremendous, like, they played lovely football in the first half, like, you know, kind of, and a couple of players like Guggen, I was a fellow Stefan, um, impressed me, do you know what I mean, Reen O'Neill, um, like, players that I wouldn't have kind of, Known about, so yeah. Up yeah. To know, like, do you know what I mean? Kind of, um, really stepping up. Jared, uh, Jared, Jared O'Brien's, yeah. Was, were, um, were grimly, mayor, mayor at like a way different development stage. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. these are going to be like kind of, these are important kind of development games for Amer players. We probably see a man two or three years time, like at a stage where Mayo or Dublin or Tyrone are at the minute. Mayo, yeah, Mayo did enough to win. Um, Tyrone ten points to spare over Kildare. Kildare had uh, Mick O'Grady sent off in the second half. Tyrone like the scenic route. Seen them in Longford last week. Um, they really are coming of age. Clare one point win over Westmead. And Westmead lost key men through injury was, early on as well. Yeah. I know that was a, like that was a great win for Clare. Like, and now, come here, if I'm not mistaken, that was in Westmead, wasn't it? Yeah, that was in uh, TEG Kings Park. Mullingar, yeah, yeah. It? it was in Mullingar. That was a fantastic win for Clare. Like, uh, I, 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 I didn't fancy Clare to get a victory really? there. Like, no, I didn't. I like I thought Westmead. Can I? I seen Westmead. Um, I seen Westmead a few times this year, and I just thought if if Clare played the way they can no they didn't I know they got promoted on that but you know in the big game but listen if they had their key players how things going to change and the one team that really I know they lost but really showed up well um, yesterday even was actually awfully at least defeated them but uh Awfully, definitely, um, showed a great bit of pride, uh, the draw. Like, I cannot wait to see what it's going to throw up because apart from Leash and Meath, they can't meet. It's everything else. Yeah. It's a free for all. Each of the provinces is represented in the four qualifiers as well. So it's, uh, it's going to be interesting. There's one thing. There's one thing for sure, though, Denise. There's going to be some mouthwatering, oh. like in store, right? And the beauty about this is, like, I think, I think when you get to this stage of the championship, like, no team can't afford to take other team for granted no. at this stage. Do you no. know what I mean? And in BSC, you have to rely. Teams that have gotten to this stage must have something, like, or they wouldn't be there otherwise. Right? You're one game care. away from the Super Eights. You know that is oh. just. Like, absolutely. And then, bottom line, that is the extent of fatigue yeah. like, that are going into the draw tomorrow. 70 minutes, Super 8, guaranteed another three games. Jesus, God knows what can happen after that. Listen, Sean Og, thank you so much for the chat. We'll be back again next weekend because uh, we'll have those hurling games as well as the, the football yeah. games as well. So plenty to chat about. So until then... Slong a phone.